Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Craig, and Johnny, Jimmy, and JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty, booty. It's time to get this party tonight. You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Maybe Liverpool aren't as bad as we thought. VAR might be. The Drake jersey curse lives on. He lost his million-dollar bet on Sunday, but let's be honest, he's not hurting for money. He's not Juventus or Barcelona. This is Footy Prime, although it's got a different sound today. Gone are our former Canadian internationals who could really make sense of all the tactical plays that we wanted to break down today. But fear not, we've got a Vanier Cup winner that's hung over his shit instead <laughs> to fill the void. Yeah, Dan Wong has joined myself, Brennan Dunlop, and television's James Sharman on This Just In. How you doing, James? I'm doing good. You know, we don't need those former professionals to no. hell with them. We don't. I would take a hungover Dan Wong over those two losers any day. Thank you. How are you, Wonger? How, uh, uh, how good was the weekend for you to be in the state you are in today? So yesterday, Friday night, I got in and we decided to do a little edible uh, experiment. And uh, that Who's led we? to uh, like three of us who are at this 100th anniversary of Glebe Collegiate. And so we were at a pub and then that turned into... Uh, some bar crawling and I, my phone died as it always does. And I couldn't call an Uber. So I ended up and then uh, we're not just for the record. This isn't Wonger's internet. This is Wonger. Yeah. Right now. Wonger is breaking up. There are times <laughs> when I think he's breaking up with us, but then I realize it's just his phone that always dies. Yeah, like no, that, ever, that is his like mind. His brain is broken right now. It's like Max Headroom, you know, when he goes, that's, that's Wonga's brain right now. So it's not the internet. It's not Wi-Fi issues. He is a broken human being. That's okay. We've got Jeff Cole here to fill the void left by 
Dan Wong. Uh, oh, hey guys, it's a real pleasure to be here on the show. Big fan. Uh, really excited to be uh, <clears throat> here in the studio, which is actually a, a small room. Oh, and Wonger is still trying to speak. <laughs> Long time producer, first time analyst. Yes. Well, you know what? I mean, I, I have a lot of hard hitting uh, comments to make about uh, Sacker. So. Can you do an impression what? though, JC, of of, of um oh. about ten kilometers? JC, can you do an impression of of, uh, wait, <laughs> of, of, of Jimmy? Wonger, Wonger is doing this show from my internet in the summer of 2021. <laughs> no, what, what I want though, JC, is you know yes. when we asked Jimmy and Craig about a particular game, and clearly yes. they haven't seen the game. Yes, yeah, but they wouldn't admit to it, right? Can you mm -hmm. do something about this? They have their little crutches they go to, right? Craig, Craig's oh, kind of turned oh. into the whole, you know, I don't know. I didn't see it. He'll admit that. Jimmy's more of the leaning on, well, guys, you know, here's what I think, guys. Here's what I thought. I'll, I'll give you this opinion for nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Right? There'll be something so generic about that particular team. Like, you didn't see the game, yes. did you? Yeah. Do, do you want do you want us to set you up? We'll give well, you a, set me up throughout the show. Throughout I mean, the show. I feel like I just it'll come. And I mean, maybe I have seen the show. I mean, the the what is it called? A mat? match <laughs> the match match that's the one yeah yeah like a, like the stick like the fire sticks nice uh big plug to amazon there sponsorship okay uh back to it you they sponsor the other football for the time being but when they do get into our football jc that's uh that's definitely a sponsorship we'll be knocking on doors for yes fire and, stick uh, yeah <laughs> that's, that's uh i tell you liverpool let the world on fire charms Woo. how many people pegged the reds to bounce back after some of the poor performances we've seen and uh, do something that no one's been able to do, stop Erling Holland and Manchester City from scoring. You know, it's funny. We, we, I think we discussed this a few weeks ago. Can you watch games on tape delay? And very rarely will I do this, but I did today because I couldn't watch the game live. Because you're so a good I just dad. finished watching it like about half an hour ago. And wow, what a performance. What a match. I thought the first half was just completely absorbing, even though it wasn't, you know, perhaps the best football match. Then the second half... It got nasty, right? And we've been talking about this rivalry, which has been the best rivalry in the Prem for the last four or five years now. It's mm -hmm. always lacked that edge. They all seem like nice guys. There's no dickheads there. When, when you look at the great rivalries, you know, United, Chelsea, Arsenal, there's always a couple of dickheads on the field. When I watch City and I watch Liverpool, I don't see any dickheads on the field. But towards the end of that match, Klopp gets red carded. Thiago's getting pissed off. Salah's getting pissed off. Cancelo... Oh, Rodri, it's, it's great. It's kicking off a little bit. And I think this rivalry needs that. And it just shows that, you know, the previous nine weeks meant nothing. Liverpool can still be Liverpool. In two minutes and 47 seconds, when Wonger hears this, he's going to chime in and say, Phil Foden's an ass. Uh, uh, oh. I'm sad that he wasn't here to chime in on, on that live in the moment. But again, in two minutes and 47 seconds when his internet. I, I guess so you're right. Though. If there is anyone who's dickheadish or the potential of being dickheadish, it could be Foden with his expressions. But I don't really think he's a big dickhead. And he's got, no. got a nice new contract now too, right? He signed it um, late last week, 240000 a week or something. And he looked pretty happy, played well. So he played okay. But B, I'm asking, and we'll get JC's technical analysis shortly. Um, but when... Pep goes to Anfield for this match and, and he sets up as he did with three at the back. It wasn't your, your typical Man City, was it? He was giving a lot of respect to Liverpool. I wonder if he was trying to get in their heads to start because it, it also looked like it, you know, it took Liverpool a little bit to, not, I don't want to say get comfortable, but I mean, I think they were kind of waiting for City to 
punched them in the mouth. And I mean, City did score first and had that called back. Um, I thought Anthony Taylor had allowed a lot to go, but VAR didn't. And I thought it interesting that the the gap between how Anthony Taylor was deciding to referee that match and how VAR made that crucial decision was so big. Don't you think? Yeah, uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, I mean, listen, I, I tried to take the blinkers off, the fanboy hat off, and watch that disallowed goal. And, you know, it, he was tugged down, but it was still pretty light. I mean, you mm-hmm. see those given, right, or play continuing throughout the game. But he definitely got hold of Fabinho. So... It's one of those, I haven't got an issue with it, obviously, but had it you know, not been called, it would have been, yeah, well, you know, it's part of the game. There's always going to be some uh, extracurricular. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, talking about Pep's lineup, which was your first question, on the second goal, um, Salah got free there. I don't know why Joao Cancelo was playing center back, like in that position. He does, though, I- he does, though, kind of often move centrally, though, right? That's what he does. Someone t- responded to my tweet saying, quite often, that high up the pitch, Kyle Walker ends up the last man back and is in that situation. And I think defensively, if you had to choose one or the other, you're probably picking Kyle Walker to deal with that differently and deal with that better. But I mean, yeah, could be the way Salah finished that, oh, he finished that with just such composure. I really thought that... Um, Liverpool deserved it. Liverpool really, I love a good really did deserve spin, it. don't you? Eh? I love a good spin. And I mean, listen, Allison for starters. It's funny. I, I was just thinking about five minutes prior to that. Who would I rather have, Edison or, or Allison? And thinking about mm. Brazil for the World Cup. And, and who's better with their feet? And they're, listen, they're both the two that stand out amongst most goalkeepers in world football with the ball at their feet. But I would probably go with Edison purely from that skill set, just a bit over Allison. And then Allison freaking hammers that ball, pings it to Salah. And you think, oh, yeah, he's got that in his toolbox as well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it was a great breakaway. It was well played. Um, having seen Edison just deny him like minutes before in a similar breakaway. And what a save that was, by the way. Now, you could have said he should have passed it. You know, there were red shirts around him screaming for the ball. But that's Mo Salah. He's a 30-goal scorer, right? He's always going to shoot from there. And in the end, he was denied by a brilliant piece of goalkeeping. But, you know, second time, he's not going to make the same mistake, is he? And uh, maybe that will kickstart him. He's got three in the league now, I think. And his overall stats are pretty good this year, actually, Salah. He hasn't been that bad. He's got a lot of goals and assists, not so much in the Prem. But uh, you never know. Could that be the the platform to launch him for? Because I thought he was great today. I don't know about you. I think Salah was excellent. Yeah, and I, I agree that Salah hasn't been as bad as it seems like the internet is reacting to. But the fact is he hasn't been as great as he has previously. So it stands out, right? It looks m- much more dramatic. And they, as a team, are... Up until Sunday, a bit of a shadow of what we've seen from them. But this looks like what we expected at a time when we didn't expect it, which makes this so interesting, and Sunday in particular so interesting. JC, you agree? You know, I'm going to have to agree with that. Uh, What I will say is that uh, when uh, Klomp... Clomper, uh, when he was uh, removed from the match because of his, uh, you know, bad temper, I thought, uh, you know, it's passion. He has passion. And, uh, you know, the the team pulled it all together and said, no, we're going to rally behind our overlord in uh, Clomper. And then uh, so they did. And they sent a message. You know, they really sent a message. What was the What was the message? Was it in English or? It was dear uh, uh, city. Fuck off. <laughs> the end. It Fair. was. 
There's no manager in, in world sport, right? Coach in world sport that ha- looks more psychotic, I don't think, than Jurgen Klopp, right? When he loses his shit, but right? Can you I, put an axe or a knife in his hand? Like you're thinking, man, this guy's going on a spree. I, I would love to hang out with him. I think he'd be a, a great night out. Charms, are you back on the Klopp wagon? Oh, yeah, of course I am. I was never so, off it, Wunger. I was never off well, it. I just, I just got a little bit bored know, with the same we do bullshit. a whole show of you really kind of being off of it. <laughs> hey, did you see his post-match conference? Though? I mean, he was saying... Was he miserable? Or was he... He, goes, he goes, basically, you know, I no matter what I do or say, you know, I got the red card and that's who I am and people were right about me being a certain way. But he says, um, but how? How could no one think that was a foul in the corner? Mm. You know, he couldn't believe it. He was apoplectic. Ap- Gee, why still, would I even try that word? Why do, there's certain words you shouldn't try, and I shouldn't apoplectic. try anything more yeah. than two syllables. Generally speaking, apoplectic. Yep. Is that right? Yep. Look, apoplectic. we know that England invented the language, but let's be honest. It was refined at McGill University, so leave the big words to Dan Wong <laughs> and I Danny Dickey. So, and Danny not Dickey. today. Yeah, hangover. English. There's, there's three. Brilliantly well. Th- that was Dickey okay. So David. here's my question for you two: You get a red card as a manager. Are you off for the next game too? Is it just like yeah. a player? Yep. Okay. Yep. That's yeah. But I mean, I, I'm, it's always debated about how what effect that has on a team because they're still barking at instructions, right? They're still reaching the sidelines somehow, and their message is getting. I mean, the best one was last. Was it two weeks ago? B with Mourinho, he got um, red carded, and so he watched the game. The next game, literally in the bus in the parking lot. Yeah. And and they took photographs of him. I mean, he's he's really beginning to start to play up his post-management career in, in acting because it was really quite amusing. He's known for parking the bus, right? That's Mourinho kind of invented that. And he's actually in the bus watching the game. It was superb. The story of him, he told this on, on uh, BN when he had uh, un- that brief spell of unemployment between United and Spurs. And he was working. Yeah, collecting his seven million per year pound <laughs> like oh, hey i'm taking a sojourn so there was rich. this famous story of him in the champions league i think it was with inter although it may have been with chelsea and he was, was suspended he was suspended but the belief was the sp- suspicion was that he was in the stadium and had been in the change room so they actually if i'm not mistaken delayed kickoff because they were convinced that he was in the stadium uh which uh so there was this mad search and so he tells the story about how the trainer put him in the laundry bin but it was one of those like metal laundry bins He's like, so uh, Tony puts me in the bin and he closes the lid and I, I, I can't breathe. I'm, I can't, I can't breathe. And everyone's looking for me. Where is Jose? He's not here. I'm in the bin suffocating. It was, uh, I almost died. It sounded <laughs> like a sketch yes. out of a movie. It's <laughs> so dumb. But you know what happened, right? Can you imagine Jose Mourinho at that point in his career hiding in a laundry hamper? Yeah. <laughs> it's the one... Remember the one B when he was um, in the stands, he was suspended. He was in the stands. He couldn't be in the touchline. Right. And he had like a scarf on or a yeah. snood or something. And he kept like leaning into it. And, and like, like clearly there's a speaker in or a phone or something in yeah. his, in his, and he's yeah, talking awesome. to someone and, and they'd flash down to the sidelines and there'd be the assistant coach like this. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> Rui Faria, right? On the yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Act, like, acting like John Herdman with one earpiece in. As if uh, nothing's happening. He's just listening to music. He's just listening to Sade on the touchline. 
How are you hiding? Are you going to try to avoid detection at a game? Sade, Sade. He threw him. Man, Jesus Christ, Sade. be. She's Surprise coming out me. with a new album. She's coming out with a new album. She's maybe a treasure. That's what he got. She's a treasure. She was in my head for two reasons. One, she was trending on Twitter because she's in her early 60s and she looks amazing. That's literally 60s. Is she, I guess she would be, right? Yeah. Yeah. And also, I just felt like that was in Wonger's wheelhouse. And I like to say things when Wonger is physically distracted. He looks mm. physically distracted. I like to say things to see like what pulls him in. Yes. That's kind of my that's kind of thing. You got so, me because you're you know why? Because you're a smooth operator, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> when do you play Sade though? What environment? That's gotta be with a glass of wine and 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 a girl, right? That's that's not you're not playing that on your morning, you know, run or it's a, workout. I'd say, I don't know. That's a good question. That's about I'd say that's a six thirty early dinner. You, you're you're Set at a mood? hotel room. There's lingerie, maybe a maybe a big bottle of wine. Some so the pre-dinner yeah. shenanigans. Yeah, uh, yeah. My my wife asked me if I would stop playing Oasis. I said maybe. Definitely. Like over, yeah. What overall? Did you definitely say maybe? <laughs> definitely maybe. <laughs> this is where we're okay. going. Is it? Longer. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I'm just I'm just stunned and so impressed right now. <laughs> would be it's incredible and, and he's throwing some names out there from from my era of music 80s and 90s. Think, he wasn't even born when definitely maybe came out i don't no. think no well i done. said i said maybe it's wonderwall it's the opening to the chorus oh in i said maybe i oh, see I'm, I'm giving you too much credit now because definitely maybe is another album of theirs and that's yeah. what i thought you were going that's with. what i thought you were doing too uh, yo uh, james come on you got to be here now you know? <laughs> I mean, you're you're standing on the shoulders of giants with B. I refuse to just sit here and look back in anger at what happened the last five minutes. I refuse to. I love don't that. look back in anger. No, but I heard him say the fact that we showed up on Sunday, Bloody Sunday, to do this <laughs> podcast episode. <laughs> Name the, the band. When the two good dads. Yeah. Hey, hey, I heard, can I is it you too? Oh, I? that's you too. Yeah, yeah but you too. Oh, oh for shit. sakes. Sorry. I B, thought it was so well. Charm said on our dark web that he was doing the old record and watch. Is that what you did? Did you do the record yeah, yeah, and watch? Yeah, when you went dark like 10 minutes ago, I, I talked about it. I did the uh oh, I'm I, sorry. I, had, I was busy this morning with my with my daughter, so um I couldn't watch the game. So I did and it's very rare I do this. I can't usually get into it, but I had to today. The certain games you have to, right? And I enjoyed it as if I was seeing it live because I managed to avoid the score up until So that you moment. didn't look at Twitter because nope. like Carrie and Starkey were like, hey, Sharms, congrats. Oh, have they? Okay, well, yeah, I, will, like a, I will read yeah. it. And Starkers and, and Carrie, thank you very much. Um, Starkers and I were talking this morning. He was uh, speaking of music and great music. He was at a Queen concert in 1982 front row. Anyway, he mentioned that, and now I have nothing but poisonous envy towards Starkers. Mm. Well, anyway, you can go to... and see the cover band that Chris Rourke saw in Lindsay. That's Ontario. right. Yep, apparently they're fantastic. I've seen a couple of cover bands, and they're always great. Uh, we do apologize to the thousands of you, and by thousands we mean the 14 of you, including three of which we've mentioned, for not doing a live stream for Man City, Liverpool. Uh, but we may be back at some point in the near future. Also, we are recording this, I should say, before CF Montreal play their MLS playoff match against Orlando. So you can uh, get our reactions to that later, either on Twitter or on Tuesday's show. Um, but last thing I want to say about City and Liverpool, because we didn't do the stream, um, I was able to drive my wife downtown. Uh, she was going for a brunch. And I went to the Man City pub, which was rammed, Opera Bob's, the Man City Toronto Supporters Club. Um, I was standing in the front. And I tell you, 
being around a bunch of uh, expats and Man City supporting Torontonians, it's quite an experience when they are losing or not winning. Oh my God, it's comedy. The the sounds, the phrases, being a neutral in, in a space like that is is excellent. Uh, well, but- uh, let me just say this, MB, because you mentioned Opera Bob's and, and today was a tough day for them. But I'm glad I'm glad they had a tough day today. Because I will still, and I love those guys. I do, you know, I do. They're, they're fantastic. Love Opera Bob's. Fine, fine pint port there, by the way. Um, but my, my first experience ever at Opera Bob's um, for a match day was <laughs> with Sportsnet when they won the championship. And, and I went there with the camera. And of course, everyone there, well, not everyone. I won't say everyone, but a few people knew that I was a Liverpool fan. Let me know about it. So I'm doing a live report with Jerry and Craig in the studio, but I'm in live from on location. And they are throwing scarves around my head, pouring beer over my head. They were enjoying every second of it. And uh, I was a little bit miffed, to say the very least, because um, <laughs> my team was at the time Liverpool, obviously. But no, we had a good time. And, and I was happy to see them celebrate because it was one of those great moments in Premier League history. I think it started, it was it was Dan Rouse from the score that's the culprit, I think, because he he was the one that's put his arm around you and grabbed you by the neck and then roughed your hair up. I think and it was Dan, was just, yeah. That was just open season. The second you didn't turn around <laughs> and clock him on live television, the rest of the group was just like, ah, that up. That's it. No, they were good. They were good natured, and so they should have been. Um, why can't they wear like the, their home colors? They don't clash. The super what teams the f- should just wear their home strip. Yeah. But well, what was Newcastle wearing? Oh, oh, you mean you saw the green Saudi Arabia, white? Manchester United today? Yeah, Saudi Arabia. That's who they played. Yeah, yeah. Ronaldo yeah. didn't kind of, <laughs> kind of Ronaldo though. He because he he turned down their offer to play there, so he he also turned down the opportunity to score against them. It's just that green and white kit. I mean, it looks so weird, right? Isn't it yeah. weird? It's just of it course did. it looks weird. We've spoken about this before, but also. You know, as they say repeatedly, the Saudi government has nothing to do with Newcastle's ownership group. No, not so. So let's stop trying to draw comparisons as to why they may be wearing green and white. It's simply because they are very Geordie colors. You know, if you think about how green that part of the country is, it is green, and how white the people are there. Um, oh, really so that's what it is. It's, it's, the, it's the rolling hills of Tyneside and the white pasty skin of the people i'm really struggling to find a reason that's not saudi ownership related as to why newcastle would ever wear a strip like that yes did you hear that piff's thinking about buying b in sports no what does that i don't know what that means piff is the uh the the fund that bought newcastle that isn't saudi arabia <clears throat> yes oh, right uh, but um, the and- but the the um head of saudi arabia uh, mbs uh he is uh on the letterhead of piff yeah so but they're not in Saudi Arabia, <laughs> and uh, and and Al Jazeera um, owns BN Sports. Or, so anyway, right. I don't know much more than that, but it's apparently it's a thing. I did a international news hit um, for in uh, in Arabic or on Arabic yeah. language television for the first time. I will share that tweet uh, at some point. Um, it wasn't for BN. Uh, but I thought it was really special that my first international translated live hit would be uh, in Arabic ahead of the World Cup. Because if you told me that did they, 12 did years ago. they pay ago, you like hundreds of thousands of dollars to do it? No, they paid me in crypto, which I found very interesting. Oh, oh really? they did? No, they did not. I just oh. thought that'd be funnier. Well, it, was, it would have been. It would have been interesting. Did they? What did they pay you in? in US, dollars. US dollars. US dollars. Well, the greenback. 
It's coming. How many hundreds this. of thousands though? Well, I mean, obviously because yeah. they 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 overpay for everything, right? So apparently, <laughs> well, <laughs> Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but Qataris and Saudis, though, very different charms. Oh, I know. I, I'm not. I'm not getting them mixed up. I'm just trying to make humor. <laughs> I'm digging around. You know, you know the. You know the feeling. Mm. No, I, I do know the feeling. Yes, because as like you Mourinho say, in, the, in the laundry basket. <laughs> I know, I know the UAE is not the same as Saudi Arabia. I do know that. <laughs> Who said anything about UAE? Again, I'm trying to make freaking humor here. Jesus. Oh, got it right. Yeah. As you repeatedly say, I am funny when I'm not trying to be funny. I guess I didn't realize that I try to be funny. I just feel like I usually am. You're only yeah. funny if the audience thinks you're funny, right? Otherwise, you're not funny. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. I think I'm funny. Yeah, and I think I'm funny, but often the room's dead and it's clearly I'm not. <laughs> Went too far with that one. Do you think it's funny that uh, the official did not allow Ronaldo's goal for uh, picking the pocket of Nick Pope when he put the ball down? Because based on the rules of the of the game, I didn't see anything wrong with that. The whistle had blown, though. Or was it or had not blown? One of the two, right? I wish it accounted. That I would be a difference. Ones. The whistle had blown. The whistle had not blown. That's a distinct difference in the rule making and the yeah. decision making. <laughs> you know, that was the one goal. I really hoped it counted. I must admit just because I love those kind of cheeky goals and Ronaldo would be the perfect guy to score it. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I the referee says that wasn't the free kick. It wasn't taken. So the referee says that, then he can't do it, right? Uh, more surprising that um, Newcastle wear uh, the Saudi national team kit and act as though it's not, or that uh, they are sixth in the Premier League table, uh, one point off of fifth place Manchester United after today's result. Sunday's result. They they could have won that game. That that Joe Linton off the what, two post and a bar. I mean, it was incredible. Um, had their chances. United at the same time. I thought there should have been maybe there could have been three penalties in that game, right? I thought yeah. Ronaldo was unfortunate. I think that was a penalty myself, the Trippier one. But then again, I think Callum Wilson was also fouled by by Varane. So I don't know. Maybe it all worked out in the end, but. To me, there, there was enough contact to at least call one of those, don't you? Yeah, I think there was too. And I, I'm surprised, as I say, the, the officiating was interesting across the board because they were a bit lenient. Um, but then in the case of, well, the the free kick, they're not being a free kick or whatever it was in Ronaldo's goal. Um, yeah, I thought that was the wrong decision. I wasn't expecting that based on how the, the flow of that match had gone. And obviously, Ronaldo wasn't either. And there's nothing better than watching petulant Ronaldo freak out at officials. He was not he loved petulant. Even when you got subbed off, he was pissed off. You love petulant Ronaldo. That's when you're you find him the hottest, don't you? <laughs> Do you think I'm only a Ronaldo <laughs> fan because he's an attractive man? No, B, B, that's when you find him the that's, hottest. You didn't answer this. That's a yes or no question. <laughs> if you were given a choice of me and Ronaldo, would you choose petulant Ronaldo or smiling Ronaldo? It's definitely petulant Ronaldo. I had this thought if I was at the World Cup. <laughs> Of course you had this thought. Oh, and oh, you've got more to go on. If I was at the World Cup and I had the opportunity to meet Ronaldo, it would be in a in a, a quick setting, all right? I'm not I don't think I'm getting a one-on-one 30 minutes with Ronaldo. Is Sade would, playing in the background? It would probably be. I think Sade's actually doing the <laughs> halftime show with the semifinal. The set, okay. one of the semis, I think the earlier semi on the Thursday. <laughs> Jason Derulo definitely performing, by the way. Massive in the Middle East, Jason Derulo. Is that real? H- huge. Oh, he's huge. Do you know Jason Derulo has the number? Uh, uh, Drake may have surpassed him. Now Drake with his 50 billion plays. Jason Derulo has more number one hits on the Billboard charts than the Beatles. And it's like by a considerable number. 
This is incredible. And prior wow. to the pandemic, Jason Derulo had the most. But I haven't kept up since the pandemic. Can what was I saying? Meeting Ronaldo. Can you sing like, Meeting Ronaldo. 30, 30 minute, 20 minute. Hold on, hold short. on, hold on, hold on. I want B, can, can you sing some Jason Derulo? No, but yeah, he just makes sound effects now. It's like just TikTok noises, right? Fair. I have no idea who this guy is. He might surprise you, but I don't know who this guy is. It doesn't surprise me. <laughs> um, but I'm sad that you don't speak to your daughter. I, I wish that you and, and your daughter spoke more about things. You've what, never, is he, is he, he's a TikTok guy, is he? thousand percent. She. Uh, well, we try and control her social or... media intake. We try and control oh. it. She's a little bit young, I think, for she, she loves, she does like TikTok in controlled amounts, but she's not into the music side of things just yet, thankfully. Just yet. Well, because she, she will. Has, because she has you who introduced her to music. Maybe that's why she's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, if it's not Billie Eilish, then she doesn't care about it, but she's obsessed by Billie Eilish. And I quite like Billie Eilish, and she's great. So I have brainwashed her somewhat. You're right. Oh, there you go. Fair. So back to my point if I had the chance to meet Ronaldo, likely in <laughs> passing, right? In a hallway. Like what? What would I say? How how quickly could I get something out? My brother, I told the story about being in the hallway at Villa for Liverpool, walking through, and my brother couldn't resist saying something to Steven Gerrard, and my brother just went, oh, "Good game, Steve," and he turned around and said, "How'd I tell?" Okay, so I I want the same exchange. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. Still my favorite story ever. That one. I don't know why. This picture right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> And and to to remind everyone in this tunnel, which we weren't supposed to be in, we were being escorted through the press officer and literally got caught as Liverpool were arriving. We looked out of we looked strange, stuck in this hallway uh, as Liverpool were coming through, and uh, and my brother the only one speaking. Great day at Villa Park, though. Uh, Liverpool won three three nil. So what would I say to Ronaldo? Why was the point of my ten minute long dying story here? Oh, you're asking? I'm me. asking for help. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were still on. You still haven't asked, answered the question. The I, I think I know what it is. The it's, petulance it's simply, and the smiling I think, Ronaldo. I think I know what it is. I think it's just, um, Cristiano, could I have one sniff? <laughs> what would he say? He would smell amazing, though. Oh, he John, not smell like, match, but he would. No, he just smells like Christian Dior in confidence. Oh. Uh, post-match, he would, right? Don't you think? Oh, yeah. Po- po- yeah. 24-7. Yep. It might like waves. There's like, you know, like an air freshener in the car. There are strengths that fades back and forth. So he smells like rugged confidence. What else? Fresh success. grass. Fresh grass success. I wouldn't say rugged so much. Rugged wouldn't no, be the no, word. Not rugged. Uh, no, handsome. Um, sophisticated. Mm. Yeah, what does that smell like? Is that pine saw? I have n- how would I know? <laughs> yeah, how would you know? It's uh, chicken biryani pie. That's what it smells like. <laughs> Bolty. You know, Thank you very um, much. Sorry. B, I, I got to tell you, I'm a little disappointed in the fact that you're saying you'd only have a second if you were in passing. Because I feel like if anyone could interview Ronaldo, it's B. Like yeah. B is so, his quaff, his thick, lustrous hair, his heavy legs. I feel like B has a real chance of getting in a room and just having a time with him for like especially really? B are has you, some good suits too. I know yeah. you, you look good oh, in a 100%. suit. Oh, one hundred percent. JC, are you aware of my professional plight over the last three years? You think I'm getting an interview with Ronaldo? Yeah, how's that happening? Listen, you, uh, you know what? I think we should put it out to Starkey and the gang at the supporters 
and just like let's start let's start blasting this out let's get b to meet ronaldo that's the chant that we'll do i guess but no i'm I'm not once i I did meet him once and asked him a question it was was with 300 people no it was just me and him it was uh the the mix zone after at bmo field after uh Maybe it was All Star, whatever it was. Real Madrid were in town, right? TFC. Anyway, he played a fr- preseason friendly. Yeah, that was right. yeah, when, he, when he just, he just arrived, right? He just joined yeah. Real Madrid. So First my team. question was, um, and I forget who was the manager there at Real Madrid. The big uh, guy that looked like um, big guy with the mustache and the bald head. Oh, what's the guy's name? Looked like Rene from LOL. Yeah, and the bald head. Del Bosque, Vincent Del Bosque. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. right so, and and he just left United. So my question was, could you, um, like, in your early experiences, compare Del Bosque to the old gaffer, Sir Alex? Pretty good question, actually. And he gave me a decent answer. Forget what it was now, but no. I thought I, it was pretty good. Oh, nice. You know, professional. That is a good question. That's I'm glad you got it. Like, if answer. a guy like Charms can get a question in, why? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Why can't a handsome guy like B get all the other, you know, the other at thing least is, a couple questions? You should disgusting gargoyle like Charming can ask him a question. Yeah. You but we've got some transitivity with Charms. Like, you one degree of separation. So, Charms is my key to getting into the interview? That, like, you're one yeah. degree away from Ronaldo so, because of Charms. If you want, this you can is, smell this me. This could be something happening. Yeah, you can smell me, that old spice musk. That's right. So there's still one thing in the way. Axe body spray. Pies. I actually have some of that, actually. My kid hates me for it. There's still one obstacle to overcome, which is getting to Qatar to to Mm. make this happen with Portugal. Because I wouldn't want to interview United Ronaldo. It's got to be Portugal Ronaldo. Right? But as we've discussed on the show before, my Portuguese is only good enough to potentially secure low-level employment but I don't speak it well enough to interview a professional athlete or talk myself out of being arrested. Mm. So I don't know if I do a lingo it over the next, what do we have? What are we at? 31 days before the world cup starts. Mm-hmm. Things to think about. You know what, JC put that on the list of things we'll never get to. No, you know what? No, no, it's not. It's not up to us. It's up to the supporters to make B's dream. come. No, through. it's charms. Longer, just put it on charms. Oh, charms! You got you got work to do, Holmes. Because of my connection with Ronaldo, because we're we're tight. Yeah, right. Is yeah. that one do question? Do you think twelve years ago, as my <laughs> as my beard gets grayer, and my dark circles under my eyes get darker, I think I am starting to resemble Pedro Pinto more. For the there might be like fourteen years between us, but we look like brothers. So, I guess I just need someone to steal his media credentials, and then. I definitely need that Jason Bourne mental upload trick to speak 17 languages because mm. I'm pretty sure. Well, B, you know, the blunder is tomorrow, right? The blunder is tomorrow. I'm assuming Pedro's involved somehow. He's got to be hosting. Right? Has to be, right? Um, so, so I know it's, it's, what, it's, it's, it's 5.40 p.m. now on Sunday. We have to act on this quickly and get you over to wherever it's being announced. Probably You're in right. France yeah. <laughs> because it's a France football magazine. So probably Paris. So if we can get you over to Paris, we can we can um, abduct Pedro Pinto. Um, should be easy to find, I would think, and then replace you with him. What do you think? This is there was or a movie with, you. with Dan Aykroyd and the actor that played Marv in Home Alone, where they kidnapped the star player on the Utah Jazz. They were Boston Celtics fans, and the Jazz played Damon Wayans was the basketball player. That's it. Bit Will Ferrell's in that movie. The movie was called Celtic Pride. No, but Marv yeah. from Home Alone was the Mar- was the Will Ferrell 
equivalent, at least at Daniel the time. Stern. What'd you say? Daniel Stern. The voice yeah, he's of the, the, no, he's the uh, Daniel yeah. Stone is the commissioner of the NBA. And Daniel Stern. Stern. And that was before Adam Silver. Just again, Daniel humor. Stern. You're not biting. It was so bad. I'm laughing. I'm just not I'm just not vocally laughing. It was really average. I guess. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I'm, I'm was... filling in for Craig right now, right? You're doing he's great. Craig's awful jokes. You're Why great. aren't you vaping? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's your vape? B B couldn't say the postage stamp today. Did, B, did you no. see the uh Kit Harrington looky likey that Bergman I think put out? Um yeah, Starkey said this before. Was it okay. was it was it uh Bergie in the garage that I think uh, so. And but Elena, my yeah, I think Elena that. liked it. And I was wondering if she liked Kit Harrington at she, some point. Th- there was a moment in the pandemic with the transformation that was my insane hair, where she did say, Can you tell me winter's coming? And I said, What? <laughs> so can you just look at me and like do one of your English accents and in a d- deep voice and say winter's coming? I'm like, it's July. What the fuck do you mean? I didn't watch the show. I've never watched right. the show. But I tried to watch have, the show. She did have Chardet playing in the background, and you should have known. <laughs> I tried to watch the show. You're right. I should have known. I don't have very good. Yeah, I'm not very good at sensing those things. It's been a long time. Sean Bean. <laughs> When they killed Sean Bean, the fuck was the point of watching the movie anymore? The movie, the show, the, the whatever. It was dramatic. It was a red wedding, wasn't it? No, the red was it the red wedding when he died? No, it was. was the lead, right? It's Season Mrs. one Scott killed the red wedding. I think. Yeah, he's pretty. He was the dad. He was the patriarch of that part. Yeah. Did we screw that was up almost here? the making of the show. Be that was the making of the show because we didn't at say that spoiler. Point, anything went like you couldn't, you know, get comfortable with any storyline because if they're prepared to kill him, watch out. That's a good question, though. When is it a spoiler alert when this show is, hasn't been made in five years? Like when, hey, I didn't see that movie. What happens to the Blues Brothers? <laughs> do, they pay, do they pay the tax? You ruined like, it for me, you bastard. Yeah, you, like when is it okay to talk about a movie? <laughs> Don't spoil it for me. <laughs> what, show are you, what show is this? Shawshank Redemption. Does That's he get out? Does Andy movie. Dufresne get out? What is the statute of limitations in a movie? Yeah. I Five think years. It's like, no, it's like three months now. You can you can get away with spoiling it after three months. It's a good. Uh, but that's who a good is it? Threshold. But who's it on? Is it on the person that doesn't voice? Whoa, 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 wait! Don't spoil it. Or is it on you for not knowing that you've potentially ruined it? Like we're in a unique scenario here. Where the four of us know each other, but there could be seven hundred people that are interested in watching Game of Thrones. There could be seventeen thousand people that have already watched Game of Thrones. All right, so get um, this. I've, I've had complaints. Daenerys before. dies at the end. How about that? Spoiler alert. Oh my God. I've had complaints before <laughs> um, from viewers who, because we would have done a highlight pack of a game, for example, back in mm. you know, wherever. Oh, you know what it was? It was during Sportsnet, a lot during Sportsnet, which show end of the game, we'd recap the other games, the highlights, right? Wait, wait, wait spoiler people- alert. I don't want to hear this story. Spoiler alert. <laughs> People would actually write in saying, you assholes ruined my afternoon. I was waiting to see Aston Villa against Leicester and you gave the score away. Like, oh, shut back up. in the day. Yes. Wait, but are you sure time. though? Are you sure that they were complaining about you giving the highlights that ruined it for them or the ticker on the bottom? Because that's what pisses people off. They watch the highlight show and they're waiting for the highlights because they've missed no, no, the game. It was, it was they've the highlights in these like, cases. The, t- the ticker was a thing because um, I remember Brian Bard having to respond to uh, people on, on the score and saying, all you do is get some tape and put it along the bottom of your screen. And then we won't give away any scores. 
But at Sportsnet, it was people complaining about us showing highlights of other games at halftime and, and full time and saying, you know, now you've ruined my, my viewing experience because you gave away the day's results. Yeah. I've come to the conclusion that you can't please everyone. <laughs> well, not with I'm that attitude. <laughs> also come to the conclusion you can't please people when it comes to sports or their viewing habits. Because if they're watching sports as frequently as we are, they're probably pretty miserable. <laughs> right? Yep. It's soul-destroying, that's for sure. Let's be honest. It can be, depending on who you support, like my Cleveland Browns, which is why we won't talk about the NFL. And I'm happy that Craig has uh, trashed it uh, because it's really helped our views on YouTube shorts. Uh, if you're not following us on uh, YouTube, by the way, please do so. Uh, we're, our YouTube channel is at Footy Prime. Uh, thank you, JC, for having us update the title to... Uh, be simple and easy to find and oh, for uh, helping to create content on the channel. I can I just say I really love the fact that Craig Forrest has created this, you know, divide uh, between mm. uh, football fans and football fans. Right. Which is great. It's it's a great debate to have. I I, I would think and it brings people to our channel. So hurrah. Do you Go think one of the reasons that Craig is not here is because he's embarrassed that West Ham couldn't beat Southampton today? Yes. Good. That's the only reason. Right. Uh, um, JC, yeah. your ta- your take from from your consumption of the match? Yeah, well, I mean, it was you know Southampton is a you know 18, uh, I believe they are 18th. How do you know that? I just I I I I keep track, and uh, I think West Ham is now 12th. Um, so they're in the, they're both in the bottom, but at the same time, like I mean, the the legacy that is Craig Forrest, and the fact that um, that he's not. With the Here. name of Craig Forrest and the fact that he didn't play a Nottingham Forest is really the issue that we should be discussing here. But yeah, I, I feel like uh, there's a lot of uh, I mean, both teams played. They absolutely played the game today. They they showed up. It was it was uh, it, it was their people showed up to watch them play. And so you know, I mean, I mean, it is what it is uh, essentially. I mean, I mean, it could have gone either way, but it went the other way. So. <laughs> You know, Dan Wong is a you know football champion. He he could talk about that, but it's the other kind of football. Back to you, V. Yeah, I, are- if I could jump in, though, I kind of agree with what what JC said there. Um, I think he kind of nailed which it. Which part? Really. Which part specifically was it? The you, part about you know it could have gone either way, but and in the end, that was a good part. Went, went the other way. That that mm. I think it's tough to add to that, really, isn't it? Um, so yeah, well said. Well Thanks. said. Yeah. I will say, uh, mm. David Moyes, he's, he's just forget the game. Forget the game of oh. shit. Um, but post game, <laughs> always always watch and listen to David Moyes. Today he dropped he a lens crafter joke, which is like Craig Forrest standard. Yeah. Oh, wah, there was var. They should have an appointment at lens crafters. It's like just superb. Good <laughs> save by the lens way. crafter joke. He's like, I think a Craig for some reason. Good good save because you started off in Slovenia and you ended up in Scotland. <laughs> yeah. So and I know my Scottish good. accent has got worse and worse. Actually, I, I used to be pretty decent at it, but over the years, it's just. Uh, Devolved uh, you were saying that that first part of his accent was going to sound Slovenian. It did. We'll, we'll run it back. All right. It starts <laughs> like Slavic, and then he ends up in Scotland at some point. From Albania to Aberdeen, like hard pivot. We know Moise is Moise is from Slovenian descent, right? No, no, me neither. I'm just making that up. Uh, <laughs> that was really good. I thought you had some insight when he was in Spain and uh, Roger Bennett and Men and Blazers guys called him David Moyes. Constantly, <laughs> I uh, it took me a while to like lose that. Like, he came back to England, and it was just like, ah, it just doesn't fit at Sunderland. 
call him David Moyes, but special guy. Um, Aston Villa played very well despite losing 2-0 to Chelsea. Uh, two individual mistakes, of which I was very much looking forward to hearing Craig Forrest's analysis as a former Premier League goalkeeper and a goalkeeping legend himself as to why Emi Martinez was in the position to concede that second goal on the free kick that made Mason Mount look like a world beater. I'll just let JC uh, give us his take on that. Yeah, you know, a lot of things there to un- unpack. Uh, Aston Villa, as a matter of fact, is a resort in Northern Ontario that I went with my mother twice when I was a young boy. So that's just a coincidence. And uh, I'm not really sure what else to say other than, you know, good effort or and bad effort on that part. But listen, I think, you know, whatever. It's, it's the end. The bad effort, it was, it was out. I was ready. I was uh, Tyrone Minks. Very poor, a rare individual error uh, where he pulled a Brendan Dunlop and he headed the ball straight into the air. Uh, and it came down conveniently for Mason Mount to open the scoring uh, in the sixth minute. But Villa had played really well after that. That's This is sad to say, but I guess this is my reality now, Charms. That, uh, that's the best game of football that Villa have played all season. And they lost 2-0 to Chelsea and uh, oh. things are looking awful. It's performance over results now, is it? Really? Do you think it's dry under pressure still? Like, is, oh, he, yeah, is, there, he is. is there a definite chance they could let him go? There are two things to his advantage right now. One is that that performance was their best against one of their toughest opponents, but they've got some tough opponents coming up uh, if he doesn't get this right before this month ends because Villa are away to Fulham. So that'll be tough to get a result, but the pressure will be on them. The the expectation unfairly is that they should win at Craven Cottage, but I think that'll be hard. Then they host Brentford. Again, expectation they should win, but we've seen how stingy Brentford can be. Then they visit Newcastle, which is never easy. Certainly not in the form that Newcastle's playing. That ends this month. Then they've got United in the Premier League on Sunday at home at at Villa Park. And then they go to Old Trafford to play them on Thursday in the League Cup uh, before Brighton, away to Brighton to end this first half of the season before the World Cup break. So the rest of October is important. But in general, like you're a team like that, like what they weren't expecting to truly make the Champions League. They were expecting to be better than they are, to be in the top half of the table, not to have struggled to score goals like they have. They have so much attacking talent. Gerard didn't start Coutinho or Buendia on Sunday. Went with Danny Ings and Ollie Watkins together up front. And to be honest, they, they looked better than I thought. But when you come up against a team like Chelsea that has the quality to burn you, if you give them the opportunity to counter or you make mistakes, as was the case on two individual errors from Villa players who rarely make mistakes and are usually great, you, you notice how, how, I mean, not to switch to Chelsea here, right? I think you, you give can. Villa enough, enough for the funeral possession there. Um, but, I mean, Chelsea have become a very quiet team, haven't they? From being one of the noisiest teams, very quiet. They won five straight games, lots of mm-hmm. clean sheets, unbeaten under Graham Potter. Like they're becoming a Graham Potter team, right? Like they no are. one really sees them. They see right, you see right past them, right? And before you know it, they're going to be in like second place or something and, you know, winning a cup this year, which wouldn't surprise me, which is great for Potter, but maybe it's, it's what they won because for a team with so much, you know, peripheral noise for so long, they are like the quietest team in the league. Mason Mount's your freaking star player right now. I mean, talk about being nondescript. It's almost as if since the All-Star game comment, they've just put their head down and gone straight to business. Yep. But they're when they... So embarrassed. Is that why they're so sh- embarrassed of what their owner said? Yeah, that's <laughs> so, what it is. Oh, Jesus. As an entire organization, their communications department, top notch, just communicate everything, marketing, great, big sales from the team store. 
But when they go and buy Mbappe in January, then your whole quiet yeah, Chelsea exactly, that yeah. would be more noise there. We should hey, fellas, By the way, we should mention Kepa. Kepa, yeah. you know, from being a guy that was the most expensive backup ever in the history of football and was a complete idiot. He's playing fantastic football. The saves he made today were just incredible. He and uh, he seems to be Potter's man now, right? He seems to be the number one. It is surprising. He made a couple of big saves. He stopped, denied uh, Danny Ings in the second half that may have changed that match had Villa got back into it. Most uh, most keepers would not have been able to get a hand of that, but he was good. Wonger, are you departing? Or are we going to No, no, no. I, was, I wanted to ask you, we're nine, nine, ten games in. We're a quarter into the season, right? What's your biggest surprise so far? Mm, of all of them? Well, there's a lot, so I want you to choose one that sticks out so far. If you had to... Do a highlight of the season. What's the story How, of the season so far? What's the story of the season so far? Because a quarter in, we were starting to see, look, I did not think United would be sitting in fifth after the way they started. I didn't think Arsenal was yeah. going to be. Like, there's some really good stories, but there's got to. I think the story of the season is Holland story of the season is how yeah. Holland has dominated. And, well, and it was. It, it was like, until he got found out today by a, a superior team. <laughs> right. That's it. Yeah. He also got found out in the Champions League. Just the one, so right? One, one goal. So he's in a real yeah. slump. Uh, might as well just, be, just bench him. I mean, Julian Alvarez would be a number one in how many other teams in the Premier League? 19? Come on, Pep. You know, I, th- I think... Yeah, he is a story. You're right. I think Arsenal are a huge story as well. Um, surprise. I thought they'd be improved, but not in first place by mm-hmm. four points at this point. Mm-hmm. They're, they're definitely there. Um, and it's not a surprise, but Harry Kane, you know, very quietly um, because of Haaland, is having an incredible season. I think it's nine goals in 10 games. Mm. That, that's, that's like, you know, that's top, top. That's record-breaking pace. Like, record-breaking pace in the Premier League. But because it's... It's not Haaland. And in fairness, I know he's scoring penalties, but I don't care. He's still got to score them. Um, he's been just amazing. Ivan Tony, Jesus Christ. He's right there as well in, in the golden boot race, if it's mm-hmm. the silver boot race, because gold's going to Haaland. Right? I mean, there's some, mm. from an attacking standpoint, it's been a great season so far. Lots of goals being scored. Dean Smith tried to bring Ivan Tony to Villa. God, I wish it had happened. Golly, Watkins instead, it was great at first, but without Grealish. Watkins definitely seems lost. So yeah, to answer Wonger's point, I think biggest surprise for me, it's a split between Arsenal being top of the table and being as strong as they are, legit title contenders, and Liverpool not really looking like title contenders. Um, they've dug themselves a hole, but going up against title favorites Man City today, they look they show that they can hang with them. So who knows? That's the beauty of having a 38-game season with a bunch yeah. of cup competitions and a World Cup in the middle of it to truly destabilize things and show you that Nothing's predictable. Leeds did uh, all right, though, uh, considering. Uh, it was just a lone Bukayo Saka goal, but there were moments there where it looked like Leeds were in it. And then they missed a penalty? Bamford missed a penalty? Mm-hmm. They missed it. Went wide of the post. Mm-hmm. Also, um, yeah, there's a few, few uh, incidents in that game. There were. In the area, Gabriel got a red card, then it's rescinded. Penalties rescinded. Yeah, it was a bit of a mess at the end there. It's fun to watch, though. But uh, good to see Bamford. I know he didn't score, but good to see Bamford. He missed a penalty. But it's good to see him playing some games now and getting involved because I think he's a really good player who, who had some really bad injury luck last year. Speaking of bad injury luck, Richarlison looks like he's going to miss mm-hmm. the World Cup. 
I'm talking one two nil against Everton, but if you saw his post match, I think it was Max Bretos, friend of the show, and tweeted his post match uh, clip saying, "You don't need to speak Portuguese to hear the heartbreak and understand exactly how destroyed this man is uh, in speaking about the World Cup." It's too bad because he'd, he'd been amazing. I honestly thought that that move to Spurs was too big for him, um, but he not only fit in quite quite well. It looks like he's nowhere near his ceiling, um, but uh, to not go to the World Cup with Brazil a team that with him look like they could be World Cup favorites. And it's too bad. Yeah, it is. Cough injury, right? So yeah. it's not ruled out just yet, but it's not looking good. I think they were saying it's, it's eight weeks or something, weren't they? I think. So, yeah, it's funny. Those players like Richarlison and Brazil, it's the only team I think in the world this happens to, guys that who are like good players for their league teams, not necessarily great players. And they put that, that Brazil top on and they become world-class yeah, and then they they might stay there after a World Cup. You know that is their level. But Richarlison at Everton, did you think it's world class? I thought he's really good. But right. Uh, you're right. He's shown that the ceiling wasn't Everton, and the ceiling is yet to be discovered because he's been very good for Spurs. Overshadowed, have- like by Kane, obviously. But still, you know, it's tough to keep him out the side right now. But Conte's got a hell of an attacking front. The addition of him and Kulusevski, you know, came in January. To Son and Kane, like Spurs are, Spurs are deadly. It's a, it all is, that attack. Why are they so boring to watch? Because <sighs> it's Conte. Because it's Conte. There's no other way to say it. Yeah. Successful. Yeah, I was, right, they're hanging in there, aren't they? I was trying to come up with something cheeky about Italians, and I couldn't. So I'll disrespectfully say because of Conte. That's why. All right. Fair. Um, other matches from Saturday. A light Saturday. It's four games, which sort of made it easy to follow. Um, and uh, if you were spacing it out or if you had a quota as to how many games you could watch or your, you could, uh, your brain could sustain, uh, hopefully you watched some of the Canadian Premier League. Um, but anything from Saturday, Charms? Um, Premier League-wise? Yes, Premier League-wise. Uh, Fulham, yeah, Bournemouth, Saturday, 2-2. Yeah. Oh, well, Leicester Palace. Fourth. I mean, it, yeah. I tell you what, I'm glad that I had the chance to watch Leicester Palace. It was <laughs> you just... woke up at 7.30 to watch Leicester Palace? Oh, it was so worthwhile. You're a better person. I think you're a better person because you watched that match. <laughs> I didn't watch that. I'm kidding. Nil, nil. Don't care. Dreadful. Uh, Fulham, Bournemouth was great, though. 2-2. Bournemouth, I mean, listen, wh- at what point do we start talking about Bournemouth a little bit more? I mean, it's because of Bournemouth, right? I suppose. Yeah, we won't but, uh, start talking about them more. But considering they lost 9-0 and Scott Parker got fired four matches in like one of the DeBoers, we should talk about them because they're 10th in yeah. the Premier League. One of the stories, right? Yeah, one of the surprises for sure. One of Wonga's stories for sure. Wolves uh, being Forest one nil. Poor old uh, Jimmy Brennan's namesake, Brennan oh, Johnson. Honestly. Yeah, late in the game, missed a penalty. Well, sight saved, saved anyway. right? Yeah, yeah. So there's your Saturday games for you, B. They're in trouble. Uh, Wolves talking about bringing the Holy Spirit back to Molyneux. No, no, Espírito Santo. Yep, you know Espírito Santo <laughs> for all of you non-Portuguese speakers. I like him. I think we, he's apparently a lovely guy, right? And he's a good coach, but it just seems doesn't always work. Does it? I think we discussed this maybe last show. Did we? You, did. You, did. You, you don't like going back to the exes. That was it. I well, it's still, still no, not done don't. yet. No, I don't either. Since, since they've won, I thought um, it was worth bringing it up again. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I just, I don't know. I mean, they, they try to get Lopetegui. didn't work out. They've approached other managers. They obviously can't get who they want. So they go back to the old tried and tested. I mean, that'd be offensive. That was an ex-girlfriend coming after you after, you know, trying for others. And you know what? I, I can't do any better than you. So I'll just take you back. 
mm. be offensive, wouldn't it? Yeah, good yeah. point when you put it that way. Yeah, I guess so. Poor, poor Nuno, because that's what happened with Spurs. He was very notice, notably their seventh choice. They hired him and gave him 11 games out. Yeah. Then he went somewhere in the Middle East, if I'm not mistaken. And most of these Portuguese-speaking coaches are always knocking on doors in Europe while they collect very comfortable bit, paychecks out there. It, Wonger, it's a bit like before we we, we brought beer board and we tried for Pedro Pinto yeah. and we tried for uh, Kalen Kyle. Kate Abdo. Kate Abdo. Yeah. Um, you know, and in the end, well, I guess we'll take B. So it's worked out well. But, uh, it has, but he should be embarrassed. He yeah. should be embarrassed every time he comes on. <laughs> Think about how different the show would be if you actually got Clint Dempsey on instead of me. Deuce. Also, water. Great delivery, by the way. Why? You're just, you- you're very direct. He should be embarrassed. <laughs> uh, sometimes I am, Wanger. Sometimes. Sometimes it's a good I Sunday, am. B. It's a good Sunday. Usually, usually I'm not. No, I, I'm very. I'll tell you what, 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 boys. What we've shown so far on this Sunday edition is that we don't need Craig or Jimmy, honestly. No. And I'm sure by our download numbers, we'll prove that because they mm-hmm. will be astronomically high. I was still taking them. I'm going to open, open a thousand windows. I'm going to open a thousand windows and just download all the time. Do you ever so do that as a, as a producer? Do you ever manipulate the numbers and just? No, I, you know what? I, uh, don't have the time. We haven't had to. We we're doing we're we're the most popular Canadian podcast for soccer. So. How many times have we mentioned Qatar? Because every time we mention Qatar in a Footy Prime podcast about Qatar, whether it's the World Cup in Qatar or Qatar 2022, mm. or the fact that I was on Qatari television, or that Nuno Spirito Santo coach in Qatar. Guitar. Yeah, happen. so we say we say guitar a lot. We should say FIFA yeah. a lot. We should when say we, World Cup a lot. Canada men's team. For the listeners who are probably sick of me saying Qatar or Qatar, as the English say, or CBC, the more we say Qatar, the higher we seem to go in the podcast rankings in the country of Qatar. If we say we're what, the sorry, number one, which which country in Qatar? <laughs> we're oh, the Qatar. number one English language podcast. Footy Prime the podcast, the number one English language soccer podcast in the country of Qatar. We should, Qatar, we should spend maybe the next 10 minutes talking about, is it Qatar or Qatar? Just Qatar, mm. Qatar, 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 Qatar. That's pretty good. Wow. It's apoplectic. Apo- really I can't say that. I tell you. you the range when the cultural, involved, is, is, is not happening. The cultural range that you've shown today truly is someone that is a descendant of colonizers because you've been all over the place, from Albania <laughs> to Aberdeen to Brazil. Mm. There were some steel pans in there. <laughs> Yep, we had a good run. We had a really good run. Defenders of colonizers. That's hilarious. That's who you are. No, listen, we didn't didn't colonize Qatar. No. No, you wouldn't have. You wouldn't have stood a chance. You would have melted out there. Hey, guys, did you, uh, and I didn't get to listen to Friday's show yet. Did Craig bring up that Canada's men's team hasn't signed the contract yet for... We didn't okay, get into We're going to have to talk about that. We spent a lot of time talking about the CPL with Adam Jenkins, who was driving. You should listen uh, to the show, Wong. I think you'd appreciate it. I'm going to listen to it tomorrow or Tuesday when I. Anyways. Young Jenkins will be a great fill in, stand in for when you finally get sick of Charmin or myself and you need a, another host. Don't need yep. Adam. Yeah, Adam's Adam very Jenkins. good, actually. He'll, oh, okay. uh, he's taking over. No, he was great. It was absolutely fit in with the, the Footy Prime brand. The banter was very good. Um, and those Canadian Premier League matches were good. Um, so good that I'm getting to that before El Clasico uh, because uh, hashtag support local football. Um, he had predicted that Atletico would probably be strong enough to get through the two-legged tie with 
last season's North Star Shield winners, Pacific FC. Uh, but he suspected that Pacific would win at home. Uh, they did not. Ottawa won 2-0 at home. And they looked damn good. And let's go. Yeah. I watched that whole match. And they looked game, really good. Good atmosphere as well, I thought. Always is. Pretty good atmosphere. Victoria, Starlight always is. Yeah. Um, I'd say a Pacific had the chances. Jesus, did they ever, right? But Nate Ingham, my boy. I can call him my boy because <sighs> he made pies once at my in my store. Um, was, was brilliant and really saved them late. Um, but I tell you what, if you are... James Merriman, you're just furious, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's one thing being down a goal going into the second leg, but to concede the way they did late late in that match, so now it's two, you must have been apoplectic, I'm sure, afterwards. Mm. You, you know, if you do just actually say the word in more of an accent than you normally have, like there, then you might get away with it. You know what? If I say it in like an Italian, it's easier. Apoplectic. Right? Funny. But you it's can't English, say it in your apoplectic. own. Or even like I think it's from the south of England that's tougher. If I went apoplectic, like north England, mm-hmm. it's easier. Right? But it's in the south where I'm from, right? Yeah, apoplectic. See, it's tough. It's difficult. I really like this, the dissection that we're getting here. This would not happen if you had Jimmy and Craig on. No, I, had a, I, had a, I had a case of that uh, <clears throat> a few years back. Did the pills <sighs> took care of it, though? Well, I mean, apparently it never goes away, but it's, you know, hasn't shown up for a while. Tell you this thing called Valtrex for that. Apo- yeah, my apoplectic is, is kicking in again. Tell you, you what never goes away. Old age, right? I think. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to make one of my great segues back to football conversation. Segu. Segu. No, he, he, he left HFX Wanderers. He was there last season. He's on Forge now. Sagu. Oh, Sagu. Okay. Gotcha. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. So Cavalry hey, Craig. Forge. Hey, Craig. One of the greatest rivalries in North American football. Um level one one after uh, after the first leg in Calgary. Um that was a, a the intensity of that match was great. It uh sometimes these two legged affairs can feel boring. But there's no aggregate rule. There's no away goals rule in this two-legged tie. And honestly, I think that added to the intensity. Um, these two teams that really dislike each other. And so Tommy Wilden Jr., friend of the show, has got to be happy enough with a, with 1-1. They had chances to win it, but so did Forge. And I think Forge might be more disappointed that they weren't able to nick one away. Did he hear Jimmy? I heard Jimmy on the broadcast just, just you know, waxing poetic about Tommy Wilden's dress sense. Oh, I see. Great looks on the sidelines. Yeah. Like, okay, Jimmy, we get the idea. It's a bit like B and Ronaldo. I think it's kind of mm. Jimmy and, and Tommy. You know, they're mates. But there's a there's a real respect there for... Because he does look good on the sidelines, does Tommy. I was extra complimentary of Jimmy's dress on the sidelines when I was calling matches as well. He looked good. He always oh, had this scarf up, even if like it was warm enough, he didn't need one. And he like he tucked it in very European. He looked very continental. You looked at him and he went, ah, that guy's multilingual. Which didn't you think not. that when, when I first said Jimmy was taking the job, I always thought Jimmy would be a tracksuit gaffer. I, I did as well. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely did. Surprised us. No, I know. So, someone from some downtown tailor was like, we'll get you some shoes first and then mm. we'll just, we'll work from the bottom up because he always had nice dress shoes on. Mind you, look where his team's based, was based. I mean, no kidding. There might be a couple of tailors there available. Right. He had to dress from the Brian Colangelo collection, New York region. <laughs> not, not as big as suits though, right? They, they'd be... Pants to be too long on him. Speaking of fashion, I don't know if they're going to actually make them available, but they would sell a ton of them. So yes, they will definitely make them available. The Drake's OVO Owl 
on the front of those Barcelona shirts. Uh, B is Ovo. Pronounce it Ovo. Uh, yeah. You, if you want to talk about Portuguese eggs, go ahead. That that Easter show is... I said French on the last show, but Ovo is actually how you say eggs in Portuguese. See, I'm multilingual that I trip myself up. It's difficult being as linguistically capable as I am, Charms. Mm-hmm. No, listen, it must be a burden to bear. You can uh, <laughs> shove that in your ap- apoplectic. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> what did you think about Classico? Uh, Real Madrid dominant, uh, Barcelona cursed by Drake, uh, or just cursed by financial mismanagement and the fact that they're just a bloody all star team that Javi's trying to bleed something out of. Exactly. Real's just better, aren't they? They're a better team. It's really that simple. I mean, the midfield battle, I think, spoke for volumes. I know Gavi was dropped for this one, so he brought us in, bring in, <laughs> he brought us in. He bring in. He brought Who's in. He brought Jesus in now, mate. Who's he brought in? He brought in um, De Jong, Frankie De Jong. Remember him? Shouldn't he be wearing United colors by now? Anyway, yeah, didn't work out. Cruz was great for for Real Madrid, and uh, Benzema, who'd been in a bit of a drought, got the goal, the most important goal to start things off, and uh, he'll win the Ballon d'Or tomorrow. In fact, by the time you listen to this, I dare say he's got the Ballon d'Or. Hopefully, we get it up hours before then, so you can have consumed it before. Yeah, but people might be waiting to the drive home or something. Early right? afternoon. Mm-hmm. Do you think people, more people listen to us driving? I don't I think do. you guys know our audience. You, you might. I, I don't think we're a big drive home audience. I think we're like a on in the background during the middle of your workday. Majority no, people you, seem to be still working from home. You know what no? we are? You know what we are? We are the new Sade. Yeah, we are. People play, people play our podcast when they're just uh, romancing each oh, other, right. pouring that chardonnay candles are burning lingerie is just scattered across the room and in the background is our dulcet tones talking about green dildos and things you know there's some i'm looking at our twitter bio the slightly absurd but always insightful voice of footy if longer to insert baby making podcast in there mm, just i shall yeah i don't Should know if ask, care. be honest if if you listeners if you've had sex well, us in the background. listening to us, can you please let us know? That'd be like a career high. It'd be amazing. Not to go down this road, but uh, there was a World Cup semifinal in which I watched uh, while in the act. Um, Wonger, you must have some some stories. Well, World Cup? Did you say a World Cup final? Semifinal. Yeah, semifinal. I, 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 I would not. I would. I would assume that. I wasn't in the stadium for the record. It wasn't one yes. of those Blue Jays five hundred level. It wasn't in the stadium. Mm-hmm. The, there was no semi involved. <laughs> there's no Philly fanatic. Quick finish. <laughs> you quick finish. Uh, Wankdorf playing, whatever his name was. <laughs> you quick. You're a quick finisher. People like to hear that. I want to get back to the match. Was my point. <laughs> well, what happened? Well, I think we finished. Have we finished our whole classical conversation? I was. I it, it would appear so. Yes. Oh, We're okay. an hour six minutes in. For Christ's sakes. Yeah. Well, we started. A, it's not. It's not a full hour six, but. I did have, uh, I did have, did you guys know, James, you just put up, I'm surprised that there aren't many mentions of 10 years ago in Honduras today. I guess we've overcome that as a footy nation. Is that today? That's what James is saying. I don't know. I didn't do the research after, you know, our research department's pretty low right now. I guess it's not really something that we try and memorialize, is it? This is no. the today in football history? No. JC has today in football history. This was oh, just this is separate. Me- Something to can talk we do about. it soon because I can summon my dinner and I think it's almost yeah. ready. Well, I'd like to, if you don't mind, I'd like to educate everyone with today 
in football history. 1994, the Jets, the New York Jets of New York, signed Tony Marola as a place kicker, and he was famously, <laughs> famously a goalkeeper. 2012, David Beckham leaves uh, LA Galaxy, but he does it on a, on a high note by giving their second MLS uh, Cup championship over the Dynamo. And Ariaga scores a hat trick against Mexico to win a friendly in Springfield, etc. This has been another edition of Today in Footy History. I think we're going to need to bring Jimmy and Craig back. <laughs> uh, oh, I also have a one footy new review. Five stars. Ooh, ooh five star. Eh? Yep. From BB 727272. No, no. I, there's, I put an eight in the. In oh, sorry. Sorry. BB. You're right. There's an eight in there. Uh, footy podcast at its best. This is an awesome podcast. Great mix of footy talk and hilarious banter. Insights are great from the Canadian football legends. The hosts and producers are top notch. Raise a pint to these six guys. Keep up the great work. Little positive nice. reinforcement, fellas. Yeah. No, no insults in there, though. Not, no not insults. As, not as surprising. on brand as I was expecting. Oh, uh, wow. Well, I have to I throw a good one out every once in a while. I wonder if he's Qatari-based. He might be. It might possible. be in Qatar, yeah. Based on the num- amount of numbers, it's the same digits in the Qatar phone numbers that he mm-hmm. read there, so it could be that. Yeah, well, if you, in Qatar. you thought this show was bad, could be worse. You could have bet $833,000 on Arsenal and Barcelona to win in a parlay. That's what Drake did today on Sunday. Why does he, he brag about that stuff? Why does he tell people? I'll tell you exactly why. Because he's getting paid to gamble because it's not even his money. Right. He's, okay. he's doing it with the same book. He has a stake in the attraction, the appeal, the attention that his bets get. And that is why he brags about them. Does that uh, work, do you think? Does that really work when you hear that some celebrities bet a lot of money on sports through a certain book? Do you think that that is a good way to market your book? I don't know. Maybe it is. These books make so much money that they can spend it in ways that you and I could never think of. Yeah. That's it. Well, to quote my good friend James Sharman, this feels like the time to put a bow on things. His dinner is ready. And, well, that's an hour of your life you'll never get back. But thanks for listening to Footy Prime. Follow us on the socials, Footy underscore Prime on Twitter, and Footy Prime Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. And Charmin and Fubo TV is where we're watching all of the games. You know, this is funny. You're treating the end of the show like Twitter, where you're just like, ah, oh, fuck it. Dunlop will do it. You can insert no, see that no. Usually at this point you say, "Well, allow me to jump in there and do your fucking job here, Shaman." Um, but I'm not. I'm giving you a chance here. Oh, shit, it's on now. I'm giving you a chance to to save yourself here and mention our sponsors. <laughs> see, if there was an actual detail as to how often we need to get these mentions in, then I think it would be we would be able to do them. In the meantime, between time. We'll see who we speak to on Tuesday on our next interview series. But uh, I want to thank our producers, uh, Jeff Cole and Dan Wong, for being present today so that Charmin and I didn't have to just speak to each other for an hour. Frank, and thank you for listening. <laughs> Keep on Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.